you. More than milehighradio.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I don't know where you are all listening from, but down here in Atlanta, it is a spectacular summer day. You know, it's really gorgeous down here, and we couldn't ask for a better day. And to go with that fabulous day, we have an absolutely fabulous guest who, like many of my other guests, I've only met online. See, folks, when I tell you that you can meet business acquaintances and business partners on social media, it works. So let me introduce our guest today. His name is Stefan. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Hovnanian. Did I say it right? That's perfect. Yay! Welcome, Stefan. Leo, let me go ahead and give a little bit of an introduction. Um, so Stefan owns Shovi Websites, a website design and email marketing company located outside Boston. He spends his days managing websites and staying up to speed with all of the latest trends across the web so his clients don't have to. But more importantly, he communicates how to use those trends to our own specific business goals so in the end... Excuse me, we get a better, smarter web presence. So welcome, Stefan. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, and as I mentioned, we met virtually um, through, I believe it would have been, maybe, no, not Facebook. It might have just been on Google+. I think it was. Which is absolutely perfect because I want Stefan on to talk to us about Google+. You know, I'm one of those people, I have my Google Plus accounts, and I forget that I have my Google Plus accounts. And part of it is, I, you know, I, I really do just kind of forget that they're there because I focus on some of my other social media sites. But I'm not exactly sure how to use them to the, the best ability. And I know a lot of my listeners aren't either. You know, when I remind them, hey, you know, don't forget there's Google Plus, I get back, really? It's still alive? It's still functioning? And I say, yes, it is. It's going very well. So first of all, tell us about why somebody even wants to think about being on Google Plus. Well, for the most part, um, I think the, the main, well, let's say as, as marketers, uh, because from what I understand that the majority of your, your, uh, your audience is, uh, they're marketers, they're managing small businesses or they're market helping small businesses right. manage their mm-hmm. marketing, right? So, yes. uh, mm-hmm. in that context, because there's, there's the social side of Google Plus, which has a lot of, you know, you can, you can use Google Plus like you would use, let's say, Facebook to keep in touch mm-hmm. of, right. uh, mm-hmm. with your friends and, and family and things like that. You know, you bring them over to the platform. Everybody uses the different features. But from a from a business stand, uh, context and a, and a marketing context, um, I would say the the real reason that you want to at least bring it into your mix um, is for is for the search aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Google Plus is a it's a social layer that sits on top of all of Google's products. <clears throat> um, so in other words, what it helps to do is create these relationships and these recommendations by uh, for certain content that people find across the web and that they mm-hmm. f- 
feel that they want to share and recommend to people that follow them. So as you build up some trust, you build up an authority, some authority um, and some uh, you know a follower base and good relationships, just like you would do on any other network. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, those the way that those relationships pay off and all that hard work you're putting into building that community, it'll pay off for you in the long run, not just on that social network, which, uh, but but also in the search results pages. Mm-hmm. So when people go to uh, I know there's stats out there that you know that there's a large number of people will start a buying experience um, using social media first, just asking friends and family for recommendations. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think a lot of times those, uh, those reports uh, are geared more towards the, the B2C end of things or consumer mm-hmm. goods. Um, I operate more in a business-to-business environment, service companies and nonprofits and all. So uh, my own target audience for, or my own client base, for example, would benefit more from this, uh, being more uh, visible in search results mm-hmm. because that's more likely to be the place where uh, their target audience is going to go when it, uh, they're looking for a solution to you know something that one of my clients sells. Right. So that so that that's really the main the main reason you would want to pay attention to um, uh, to Google Plus, grow a footprint on it, you know, put put some of the techniques and strategies that people talk about into play. Um, and just so that you can boost the visibility of your um, of your your business when it comes to you know search results. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really what Google is trying to accomplish anyway. I mean, let's not forget ninety ninety seven percent of their revenue comes from advertising. Right. So mm-hmm. they're really looking to, to the better job they can do for the search results pages and and the better job that uh, they can do for people looking for things. Um, online, you know, the the more money they'll make in advertising. So that's that's kind of where I think their uh, their long term goals are for Google Plus and and those social element that they that the um, that Google Plus brings to everything helps build all that, builds all those connections and, mm-hmm. and, and puts all that together. It's a little heady, I realize that, but right. um, that that's kind of where it, you know really where I think the, it's all going. Well, and you know, to when when clients ask me. What, you know, why they should be on Google Plus, my response is, um, excuse me, it's Google. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, if you, somebody typically, if they're looking for a business, whether it's, you know, a, a bricks and mortar or a consultant or a service or something like that, if they have not worked with that person or have knowledge about that business, they go to Google and they search and, you know, a while ago, and I, you know, it, it used to be that Facebook pages would come up on a Google search, but now those don't really appear anymore. And, you know, really long ago, Twitter came up. And so now the only social media sites that really, well, LinkedIn comes up, but, you know, the only social media sites that really come up in a Google search is Google+. And so just simply, as you said, for that matter, that's why people need to have a, at least a minimal presence on Google+, that gives an address, gives a bio, you know, some things like that about them. Right. And not only that... um Pinterest, by the way, pins show up in Google Plus. Oh, yes. It's kind of neat. Because, and, and I, the funny, just sort of as a sidebar, I think, uh, you know, Pinterest, LinkedIn, um, and uh, and Google Plus kind of have that, more of that longer life shelf to the, the content mm-hmm. that you put on it compared to Twitter and Facebook where things just, you know, fly down the stream of people's uh, uh, news feeds and everything real quickly. So um, that, that's a, a bonus for all of us that all the, the Pinterest, Google Plus, and um, uh, LinkedIn you know, do in fact show up in, in search results, um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, you're you're right. I mean, it every 
posts you make on Google, assuming you're posting to public, which, by the way, for everybody listening, is um, if you're into the marketing aspect of this, is the one of the most important things to remember to do. Post to mm-hmm. public. You know, when you select your little audience uh, thing there, uh, when you create a post, make sure it says public on it, uh, because if you aren't doing that, then you're you're really limiting the exposure of that post to um, to the people that are following you or the people that you're following more actually more accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's not a very large audience. So, um, you know, you really want to post to public. And then every page you create on Google+, Plus, create, I mean, every post you make creates an actual page of content. So, you know, all the, all the rules apply uh, for web pages, too. Mm-hmm. Um, search, you know, on-page on SEO, for example, you can throw a few keywords in there. You can take advantage of some formatting and highlighting features that, uh, that you can write in the posts, like if you um, if you surround some text with an asterisk, uh, it'll bold it. So gives you a little bit more of an enriched experience, um, you know, on, than you would have on on other uh, platforms. And obviously, mm-hmm. you, can, you can write a, a tremendous amount of, of text in each one of your uh, each one of your posts. So um, you have all of those things that, that can help you create really like a standalone web page that. Uh, and when somebody clicks on it, too, by the way, they'll, they'll click on it from the search result. It just opens up that page. There's no mm-hmm. no clutter. There's no ads. There's no navigation menu. It's literally that page. And then on uh, that post and all the comments and everything that, that go with it. Um, and then to the right of it is your name. Right. So that's, uh, you know, right from there, somebody searches. So think about that from a, from a, um, a exposure or business development standpoint. You write something, let's say, that, uh, resonates really well with with people, or you write something that I don't know. We'll pick a topic that that you know a lot about. Let's mm-hmm. not pick a topic. That Let's pick social media. <laughs> okay, so you write a lot about social media, and, and you want to be part of those you know, 300 billion results. Um, but you're going to write something about social media, or maybe let's say relationship building. There you go. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll drill it down a little bit farther. Okay. Uh, relationship building um, within social media. You write a nice little blog post or, you know, kind of like a blog post, mini blog post if you want to call it. And you, you do some formatting, um, you include a link maybe to your blog, or maybe you just include a really pretty eye-catching photo. Um, well, you know, that then somebody searches for something on relationship building uh, using social media. Your post comes up in the, in the search result. You'll have your name next, I mean, your picture next to it, which is very cool. It'll kind of grab somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it will... Uh, somebody will click on it. If you have a lot of people that are following you, there's a little bit of extra social proof, I guess you could call it. Um, mm-hmm. It'll say, you know, your name, and it'll also say how many people have you in circles, which is pretty cool. And so um, they click on that, and then they are directed to a standalone web page that has your, you know, your very intelligent information about uh, relationship building on social media. Um, hopefully, the link that you know that you put in there. Let's say uh, you know to, to further their their uh, you know their experience there, and then any comments and whatnot. But the the real bonus here is that right from that page, the person can add you to their circles to get more information or mm-hmm. make more of a stronger connection with you. So right, right from there, they can uh, they hover. It says you know like Stepan Hovnanian and add him to circle. So you just hover over that, and it'll show. Um, you can just add them to your, you know, to your Google Plus circles. Like mm-hmm. Google wants, the, Google wants people to do that more and more. So they're making it e- very easy for you to um, uh, to get your uh, your name in front of people so that they mm-hmm. can connect with you. 
Well, and I have noticed that when I do a search in Google, you know, it, it, it comes up with their Google Plus information and, and you're right, it makes it very easy then for me to connect with people. And, you know, just like I do on Facebook, I have my lists of people that I've created and, you know, but all of, and, and I know that I can do posts that are just to those lists. But as you said, I also, I do most of my posts just to public. Um, you know, I don't do anything, actually I don't do anything on any of my social media sites that the whole world couldn't see. But, you know, I'm, I'm very careful on Google Plus that it is just business posts that are there. So, you know, I really am perfectly fine with anybody seeing any of my posts that I'm gonna, gonna put out there. Totally. And, you know, you're, you're, you're doing it right. Uh, I kind of have the same mentality here. It's, you know, don't first off on social media. You'd never post anything you wouldn't want your mother to find out about. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but if you're there for business, you have to have this mentality of okay, what I'm posting. There's like a bigger picture to it all. And mm-hmm. it's funny because there's um there's a term in search that's growing. You'll hopefully hear about it. You know more and more uh, called semantic semantic search. And um, a gentleman by the name of David Amerland, who's extremely knowledgeable about this, wrote a great book. Um, that I'm in the process of reading. But if you follow him uh, on Google+, Plus, you'll see that the guy really understands how uh, how all of these dots get connected. You know, So to your point, Deb, when you're, when you're posting about uh, information that you know a lot about and the authority that you're trying to build for yourself, you want everything you do to have like this common thread that you weave through it. And the mm-hmm. more you do that and the better job you do of it, um, the, the more... The, the more you'll be rewarded in the long run, I guess, when it comes to uh, people um, looking for that kind of information and also looking for an authority in that topic. Mm-hmm. So all of these things, like the, the profile picture in um, uh, in the search results, or you know the way that the recommendations work. Uh, I mean, with um, you know with Google Plus and the plus one button and all that other stuff, it all really boils down to kind of what I said in the beginning. They want to be able to have people who know what they're talking about uh, rise a little higher and uh, t- into the search results, and also turn the results page into more of a um, uh, more of an answer section as opposed to like a list of things you have to pick from. Mm-hmm. So because that again just makes it a better experience for the people searching. Well, and you know one of the things that I really like about Google Plus, obviously the search feature, all of those good things, but they've also added so many other cool tools. Uh, to me, one of my favorites is Hangouts because you know I, for example, I use those fairly often um, down here in Atlanta. You know, it's it's a pretty big space down here. We've got about six million people, and so it takes up a lot of room. And and I sit on a committee. I chair a committee for a business association. And we have members that to drive to a committee meeting, it's 45 minutes each way in good traffic. So, you know, rather than spending an hour and a half just driving, we do our committee meetings on Google Hangouts. It works absolutely perfect. You know, and I told them since this is a social media committee, they really needed to be on Google Plus. So that was kind of an added benefit. But I love doing Hangouts. And I see that you do Hangouts and and you broadcast them. Talk to us about why Hangouts are such a cool tool and how you use them. Sure. And you're right. They're, um, you know, I'm outside of Boston, so, yes, all the, the tra- same traffic rules apply mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. depending on what, you know, what time of day you go, although that changes every day anyway. And so I completely agree with you. The, um, the idea of – to be honest with you, I think the commercial that Google did about Hangouts was, was so brilliant because mm-hmm. it, it really nails 
it, it just nails it. It nails the, the power of this thing, um, you know, to a T. You can bring nine people in with you. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, people who use companies that use Google Apps, uh, the Hangouts in that within their own company, I believe they can do up to 15. But regardless, oh. mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I caught that somewhere. Um, but either way, let's say you know it's you and nine and nine other people. So you have a committee of up to 10 people. Um, you can uh, you can have a just a Hangout, which is essentially a chat. It starts off as a group chat. And you can you know you can chat, you can keep up and taps with each other. You can actually share photos right into it, and then um, you know share photos, share links. I mean, it becomes like a fantastic collaboration tool just inside the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of emoji and you know icons and stuff you can throw in there to keep it fun. Mm-hmm. But um, but from a collaboration standpoint, that part's great. Then let's say, and, and I do this with a couple people, we'll be having a chat, and you know how sometimes you start emailing each other back and forth, and you you realize, you know what, if we talk about this, it'll just, mm-hmm. it will get it resolved in like four seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. So you just click a button, literally, it launches your webcam, that to anybody who's in that chat gets invited, you hop into a hangout, and you talk it all out, and mm-hmm. you're done. I mean, that's that's it. It's It's fantastic. Or from a collaboration standpoint, and once you're in the video chat part of things, there are um, there's even more stuff. You can do screen shares. You can uh, you can all collaborate on a Drive document, right? A mm-hmm. document in Google Drive, um, so you can collaborate in real time there. Um, there are, like I said, screen shares. There's a couple other things that that help with the collaboration element of things, um, and so again, it's just it's a really fantastic tool. I think also from um, from the standpoint of people trying to bring people into Google Plus, uh, Hangouts is kind of one of those things. It, sound, it sounds like it could be on a, on the complex side, but I really think it could be one of those things where where you can make that introduction. Um, if somebody is used to Skype, or if somebody's used to, or if they have a webcam or a laptop with a webcam, you can just say, "Listen, let's just create a Hangout between the two of us, and instead of doing, you know, go to meeting or join me or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, or Skype. Let's do a screen share. We'll do our training, uh, you know, face to face with um, with a hangout. And that part of you know, when you do it in that context, it all stays private. Um, the other piece to this is that it uh, you can broadcast your hangouts if you wanted to on the content creation side of things. Mm-hmm. Those are called hangouts on air. And the terminology, by the way, has changed a little bit in the last I don't know month or two months. Um, so Hangouts on Air are, even though they share the same name, essentially what they are are live broadcasts. Um, regular Hangouts, as they're called in Google Plus, are your group, uh, your your chat, and then your video calls. Right. Um, so, so when you see Hangouts on Air, if you've ever seen, you may have even seen some of these videos on YouTube where it'll it'll look like uh, there's a little film strip of people along the bottom, and you know as they talk, they come up into the, the main part of the of the video, uh, that's really a fantastic way to do um, to, to broadcast, and it's, mm-hmm. it's part of video marketing. Right, so and it's I, unlimited. You can have as many people on there that are watching, and you can also record it. So you well, know, it's it's exactly. a fabulous tool. Yeah, and, and you're right about that. I mean, when you do one on air, um, it becomes a YouTube video, and it goes onto your YouTube channel. So again, if you're into video marketing, um, then this becomes a which I think. A fair number of companies have already started to do that. So they've, uh, you know, again, we're talking about how to integrate um, 
ways that companies can you know dip their toes into the Google Plus water if you want, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. So if you've done any videos, if you've done Hangouts, uh, if you oh no, if you've done any video marketing, you have your YouTube channel. This is one of those places you could say, all right, let me let me take this to the next level. Let's start a Hangout on air, and mm-hmm. I can you know answer questions. I can create just one more video about my company that helps um, you know address the challenges mm-hmm. or, or does a demo or what you know whatever it works for your company and anybody can watch them both live and after the fact um, not only that you can still have still the same rules apply when it comes to participating um, but you could have uh, so I guess up to nine people participate and I've never done it where people can hop in and out I think it works where you have to um, where the people have to be invited in the beginning when you hit broadcast then oh okay you know then then that's it but I'm don't quote me on that one mm-hmm. um, a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Bincer would be the one to ask if mm-hmm. anybody uh, you know wants to hop online search his name and he's the hangout helper basically right. the guy knows everything so um, yeah, well, any questions you have about that stuff <laughs> go, for, and, go for and it. to me the the absolute best feature about Google Hangouts and, and all of this is it is free. You know, get that, folks. It's free. If you're on Skype and you want to have more than one person, you have to pay. You know, if you're using some of the, the big platforms where, uh, you know, like the WebEx and, and things like that, you have to pay for those also. Google Hangouts and, and Hangouts on Air are absolutely free. And I think that really is the big draw for people. You know, it, whether it's, you know, that you're having a little family thing and you've got people all around the world that are participating, or you have employees all around the world, or you're wanting to broadcast your message all around the world, it's free. Right. It's free. It's completely free. I mean, I, the, you know, you talk about the family aspect of it too. Um, you know, here's a neat concept, I, uh, application that um, I would I would would have loved to have been able to create a little, you know, uh, I don't know, marketing pitch for or whatever. Um, I was at a conference with with a group of people, and we're sitting there trying to text each other back and forth. You know, and some people were in parts of the tech group, one group text parts. Some people were in another group text so we're like we can never find each other and it drove me mm-hmm. nuts i'm sitting here going man if you guys had only listened to me before we got here we could have created a hangout everybody mm-hmm. give me your gmail accounts you know we would have just created a hangout and everybody could just like work within that and then you get to the point where it's we were in a um we were in vegas so you get into one of those like big conference halls and mm-hmm. nobody can find each other um so you know how great would it be to just launch the video call and uh just Pretty much, hold your phone up and show everybody what you're looking at. Like, okay, right. I'm <laughs> here's where I am. I'm in section mm-hmm. 204. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in this seat. And then you basically could just like look at your phone and follow the follow mm-hmm. the uh, the picture and say, okay, yeah, here you are. Right. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a fantastic. You could do that if anybody family's going to Disney. Hello, this is mm-hmm. perfect. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, mom and dad get separated. Well, you know, and, and, and a lot of those rides look the same, you know, and, and you're right. It really would be pretty easy then for people to, to follow those directions. And you could, you could still be talking to him. You could say, okay, you know, this, the Snoopy, or not Snoopy, the wrong, wrong theme park. Goofy just went past me. And so then when they see Goofy, aha, you know, so they get yeah. closer and closer. Um, exactly. you know, and, and, and I'll tell you what, it's faster than text, way mm-hmm. faster than texting. Um, right. Just because you know, texting texting relies on your on your you know your data carrier's cell signal, not the 
uh, not the data signal. And, you know, I'm sure everybody will agree these days that the data signal is the one that everybody, that their, the uh, carriers are really pushing because mm-hmm. that's what everybody uses their phones for. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it really is simple to do Google Hangouts. You know, it, it sounds like it might be complicated, but really all you need is, you know, to, to initially to get started, you do have to have a Gmail account so that you can, can set up a Google Plus page. But then it's just a couple of clicks. As long as you have a webcam, you've got it. Um, you know, and, and anymore, it, you've got it on your phone, you've got it on an iPad, you've got it, you know, either a built-in camera or a webcam that you've added to your desktop system. So, you know, it's, it's pretty hard anymore to find somebody who's not connected that way. This is true. And I know Skype probably, I'm not a Skype user, so, but I'm sure that Skype has a very similar, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call that, advantage such that mm-hmm. it can exist on your desktop and your phone and your right. tablet and just kind of mm-hmm. move around with you. Hangouts do that as well. Um, if you're going to equate it to, like, group texting, for example, that only works on your phone, whereas if you're um, – uh, I mean, I love I love the fact that I chat with Hangouts because it really makes – you know, if, if I need to step mm-hmm. away from my desk, then – go from the hangout on my desk and I just bring my phone with me and, mm-hmm. you know, just pick up right where I left off. I mean, it, it's really a fantastic um, a fantastic feature. And, and, again, because of the ways that communication, you know, the different ways you can communicate with people, um, I think there are a lot of applications for hangouts in business. Again, it can be mm-hmm. training. It can be uh, product demos that you're doing on, a mar- on the marketing side, and it could be collaboration for um you know, different projects you're working mm-hmm. on and, uh, you know, especially in a virtual context. So right. think about that and as a way that you can bring your customers or your um, uh, or, or even, you know, your teammates, your other teammates or vendors or whatever that you work with into the Google Plus environment just mm-hmm. so that you could take advantage of some of these cool features. There's a couple right. other ones, too. I mean, I don't know if we have time to keep talking about some of the other ones, but um, there, there are a couple of neat content creation features, I think, that uh, that are worth Mm-hmm. Like. Well, yeah, we'll we'll go into that in a minute. You know, just one final little little follow up here on on Hangouts. You know, you mentioned maybe you've got people in different locations. So, say you have a customer who you know he's in Atlanta. The salesperson who dealt with him is in Boston, but the the head of development for that product is in say Duluth. You can get everybody on that Hangout and solve that problem as opposed to 500 emails going back and forth where all you did was confuse the customer and make him decide he wants to go elsewhere. Um, so you know, true. to me, that is probably the biggest benefit to this is you can connect people right then and there, you know, and it doesn't have to, you know, we're, we're not even talking about setting up your Google Plus page or anything like that. It's just this Hangout feature is so cool and such a great way for people to interact. It's so true. Uh, that's a great. That's an excellent point too, especially because the places you gave, there's at least one time zone difference, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure anybody who's been a part of one of those email chains, you get one person that you know may not have been in the office yet, and then throws their hat into the ring at the uh, you know midway through the conversation, mm-hmm. and completely you know completely messes up the whole right. everything that you try. You almost figured it out, and then all of a sudden, oh wow, there's a whole other you know bomb that mm-hmm. gets dropped. Right. So uh, yeah, throwing it all into one thread. And then also, to be honest, being able to put it in, um, it does end up in one thread, too, which is nice. So mm-hmm. uh, and the thread ends up getting, the chat can, can be archived under a, uh, a chat folder in your Gmail account. So mm-hmm. 
you can always go back to them. You can search them. I mean, these become the chat part of it. You know, ends up becoming something that um, that you can go back and, and check in on a little bit more so than maybe an email thread that uh, that can get really confusing because everybody mm-hmm. keeps hitting reply and including the rest of it. Um, so you have this, you know, these huge blocks of of previous content and then like a two three line reply and so on and so forth. And the you know the file just gets gigantic. So mm-hmm. you know. That's a benefit of any type of threaded messaging, but um, but for Hangouts because it's so fast and because it uh, it's so cross-platform, uh, because you could supplement it with a quick video call. I mean, there's there's just a, it's a tremendous tool for collaboration, for training, and um, and on the on the on-air side of things, on the video marketing side of things, it's it's a really amazing product. And like you said, Deb, it is free and fast. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, it's it's only limited by your technology is basically the only limit to it. Right. Great. Well, we are going to go ahead and take our bottom of the hour break. So when we come back, we will talk about, you know, the differences. You know, let's delve more into how somebody should be using Google+. Excuse me, what some of the additional features are. You know, I want to talk about the, the difference between business and personal and, and then Google Place. You know, that's gone away. And now what the heck are our businesses supposed to do? So when we come back um, after the break, let's talk about all of that. Sounds great. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is. MileHighRadio.com, just what the doctor ordered. Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org. Attention former students. Do you have student loans and are struggling to make your payments? Stop worrying. Nationwide Student Aid can help solve your student loan problems and consolidate all your student loans into one lower monthly payment. It doesn't matter how much you owe, how far behind you are, or even if you are in default. Nationwide Student Aid can help cut your student loan payments fast, guaranteed. Don't wait another second. Call our Student Aid helpline at 877-544-4504 to get the help you need. Again, that's 877-544-4504. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we are back. I'm Deb Creer, and we are talking with Stefan Hovnanian about Google+. So first and foremost, before we go any further, Stefan, tell people how they connect with you. Well, uh, Google+. <laughs> Just search for my <laughs> name. Um, the uh, What you'll probably let's see. I mean, if you can spell my name, which is S-T-E-P-H-A-N-H-O-V-N-A-N-I-A-N. Very simple. Um, you know, just search for me. And uh, you'll see a, um, I'm the only one I think named after uh, with the same uh, 
spelling there. Um, so you can just connect, add me to your circles there. Uh, it'll it'll have a little say hello button uh, when you do, and um, you, know, you just send me a little message, say hey, I heard you on Deb's radio show, um, and uh, I post a lot on Google Plus uh, about. Um, about Google Plus, I'm not one of those like um, beat reporters that'll give you every breaking news story and you know every little thing. I, I try to post more about things that are uh, marketing related that can help um, help businesses really just like I said, like you said in the bio, um, build a better, smarter web presence. And on that note, also things about social, um, other online marketing tools mm-hmm. and, and web design and stuff like that. So um, I'm on Twitter, but and LinkedIn, but I mean primarily it's. Uh, the best place to, to reach me is Google+. Plus. Cool. And I don't think you have a Facebook presence, which, you know, it's it's just funny anymore when I find somebody who doesn't. It's 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 refreshing, you know, and and part of that is, you know, let's let's digress for a minute. I, there's so many people on Facebook. And, you know, we have this problem with, you know, when you post on Facebook, whether it's your personal page or your business page, not every one of your posts are seen. You know, there's all these various algorithms that Facebook goes through so that it doesn't show everything. But again, that's one of the benefits to Google+. There are no filters. Anything you post goes out there. So, you know, it's it's not saying, ooh, this one's more important than that one or this one got more comments. It's just out there, which to me is a huge benefit. You know, if, if I'm posting for business, I don't want the, the platform deciding what posts are seen and what posts aren't. No, that's true. And, and I, I do have a Facebook presence. I have an account. I use it. Um, it's more for the personal, personal. side of things. Mm-hmm. I very rarely right. uh, post public or anything. My business mm-hmm. page has a... Um, uh, has a page, although uh, it's it's not one of those. It, it it ends up becoming the way for my clients to be able to say, "Hey, can I give you a shout on Facebook?" Yeah, sure. Just you know, mm-hmm. mention my business page, I guess. Um, but uh, I don't, you know, I, I I need something to be able to just share silly mm-hmm. things with friends, right? You know, right? You know, and 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 Google Plus kind of was like that in the beginning when they first set up. You had personal profiles, and then you had business pages. So I dutifully set that up. Now, you know, as I said before, I don't ever post anything out there that I wouldn't want the, the entire world to see. But I've kind of really slacked off, and I don't even know the last time I posted on my Google Plus business page. So what really are the differences between a personal page and a business page? And, you know, really should be should we even be worrying about it? Pages are probably one of the most amazing things if mm-hmm. you know what to do with them. Um, there's a couple of types of pages, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, we, I could talk for a long time about it. this. is one of my one of the places where I probably spend a little more time um, in understanding how Google Plus works than mm-hmm. some of the other things. But uh, to keep things you know, short and simple, your profile is who you are. It's your person. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a person. Your page is a um, it's a content source. Look at it that way. So ah. a page can be all right. So a page can be a brand. Mm-hmm. It can be a uh, it can be a curation page, uh, curation source, um, and I mean, or it could be. I mean, it, well, actually, those are really the, the two main uh, the two main uses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have your your brand um, behave. You know, obviously online, you, you share your press releases, you share all your blog posts, and all that other junk. Um, you could do your community building and that kind of stuff as as a brand, um, and then 
but you can also use it as a curation source. So, mm-hmm. you, po- you know, I post, like I said a few minutes ago, I, I post about a variety of different things. Well, let's say, uh, for example, I wanted to create a page um, or I wanted to create a resource for just the things I'm really, really knowledgeable about related to email marketing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the people who follow me because of my, uh, my expertise in Google+, May not get as much out of the email marketing side of Stepan as as they you know as, as they I'd like them to, but I can give them an outlet to follow a, a follow this resource on Google Plus that'll give them or somebody else who's interested in that uh, give them an outlet to um to to follow like the you know the best things that I can find across email marketing not only my own stuff but maybe others that is uh and and curate that mm-hmm. um, kind of like how we do with you know. With uh, what are those things like Flip It and Scoop It, right. and, you mm-hmm. know, Flip or Flipboard Scoop It, mm-hmm. you know all these other paperly. I mean, all these other third-party resources that aggregate stuff. You know, this this gives you a little bit, I think, a little bit more control than some of them. Um, but it's also native to a specific, um, uh, a specific what do you call it, um, platform. Mm-hmm. And not only that, this same platform, you know, is run by the people who own Search. So uh, I wrote a. Um, wrote an article about curation pages, so I won't get you know any deeper into this. But the, the idea being that you can do that now. All right. So from a functional standpoint, pages can have page managers because mm-hmm. they should. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, think of a brand basically would want right. To have so you can have multiple people, people who are, are yeah, in and, charge of it, and that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And to the same you know to the same point, uh, companies like Sprout Social and Hootsuite all have the um, have the ability to post as pages. So. You know, people who use those two services, and um, I'm not sure if there's any others yet, but the pages part of Google's API is open now. So um, you can post as your page from these different, uh, from a couple other third-party tools that people also use to post to Twitter and Facebook and, you know, their other social media profiles. So from a um, from a, an operational management side of things, there's benefits to the page and, uh, you know, there as well. Um you know, you can't do that yet with the profile. That's that mm-hmm. just is not available, uh, but from Google. And um, there are a couple of Chrome extensions that let you do it, but it's not the same thing. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's just not the same. So, pages again, you can have um, you can have third-party access to them. You can have page managers, um, and so it, now the only thing they don't do, and they also can pretty much run the sh- run all run the show the same way that a profile would. I mean, they have the same rights and privileges that a profile would, um, you know, I, I know that there's there's tons of discussions out there about whether people will respond better to a page uh, or a brand, you know, an icon in the avatar uh, mm-hmm. in, in the profile picture versus a name or a person. Um, I mean, I've had fantastic conversations with, with business pages that I know are run by people, and mm-hmm. part of it is just how you conduct yourself as that page. You know, I know a lot of companies will put a little, little uh, you know, I don't know carrot, and then the name of the person posting. So, right. mm-hmm. so you know that somebody's behind the page, and mm-hmm. and you start to build those those relationships with with the actual people, and you know that it's not like some faceless entity, even though that's what's on the icon. That, mm-hmm. That's the icon on the on the profile. You still know you're talking to somebody. So, right. um, you can do that better, I think, in Google Plus than you can on Twitter, just because the character limit can be a little mm-hmm. bit prohibitive on Twitter. You know. Yeah, if you have so, to put the you know your your name there and you know authored by you know. You've used up half your characters. Exactly. So that's a bit of a challenge on Twitter, Um, and uh, but but you can do it on on uh, on Facebook, obviously. And I mean, um, 
it to an extent, excuse me to an extent and on Google Plus definitely. So um, you know, that that's one of the ways that you can bridge that gap for people who have uh, have concerns about you know page or or, um, or profile. Now mm-hmm. it's important, like I said in the beginning, a profile is a person, and you know the page is still a brand. The the authorship snippet, like the little um, profile pic that comes up in search results, mm-hmm. so far is only working on people. So what I would like for somebody who, for example, has a uh, has a blog or has a, a company um, has your you know your company has a website. Mm-hmm create that page for your website, the brand page, but then also create your profile so that your profile can support, and then the two of them support each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, your blog posts, maybe they come out as the page um, just to create that extra, you know, that extra tie, uh, that extra strong, you know, strengthened signal, if you will, social signal that, all right, this page owns this content that's up on their own website. You know, it's a nice, mm-hmm. strong uh, connection there. And then reshare it as your page. Uh, I mean, as your profile. I'm sorry. So, page posts it posts their own content, then the the profile you know can build up all the relationships and have all of those great conversations and have that authority associated with the uh, the things that they know and talk a lot about. Mm-hmm. And then they can you know reshare the page, uh, the brand page's content. Um, any reshares, like so, if I share something and then somebody reshares it, the mm-hmm. original post is the one that goes along, not not the stuff that I wrote. So. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a neat little thing, like it's a little tactical thing. If, if you have a page that you want to get a little more exposure, uh, you share something as the page first, and then as it, uh, you, you, know, you post it as the, as the page, and then uh-huh. as you share it, and then any reshares, the, the page is like carried around all over the Internet. Oh, okay. Whereas, yeah, it's a little, I have a, a tutorial on that one um, as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well. Little, it, it, but it's cool, it's a neat little way to, um, to build a little exposure, mm-hmm. and, and you can do that with communities too. If anybody has uh, built communities and wants to, you know, uh, like get the word out about a particular uh, post, if you you know post it in your community, and then as it gets reshared out into the uh, into the general public, um, there's more people that could, more eyeballs that could that could see mm-hmm. it because you're only mm-hmm. limited by the people in the community originally. Um, then as it gets shared along that community name keeps going. And, you know, if somebody's interested enough in the topic, they might say, oh, look, this was in the Google Plus for Small Business community. Let me go check this thing out. And mm-hmm. then they go join it. And you know, it's not going to, like, grow your mm-hmm. followership by membership by, like, a 1,000 people in a day. But um, it's a neat little tactic. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, and, and I have gotten away from using my business page, which you just gave me all the reasons why I need to get back to doing it. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because one of the reasons why I haven't is time. You know, I, I look at it and I think, oh, that's another step. And, uh, and, and I know that so many people tell me, you know, they're, they only have, you know, obviously we only have a certain number of hours in the day, but it's worth it on Google Plus to take that extra little bit and take those extra steps because of the increased exposure on Google. You know, it might be one thing to do it on Facebook, to do it on Twitter, but it, that really doesn't increase your overall exposure, you know, to the to the search engines. But taking those extra steps on on Google Plus really does improve that. Yeah, it totally does. Um, and again, I mean, without getting into the like the little strategic tactical things, uh, I mean, if you understand how the basics of how things work, like Facebook works like that too, right? If you mm-hmm, reshare right. a photo. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see if my wife shares a photo from some website and then I go and reshare it, or if I make click on it, I think, and I make a comment, it comments on the on their photo, like mm-hmm. the original photo, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yes, so, but it depends you know, on where you're commenting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, right. You, you know, you pick those things up after a while. Mm-hmm. You learn the little the little nuances. So, as a user, but as a marketer, you have the chance to influence that a little bit if you you know if you know what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. like any social network, you got to pick up on the little things. You understand how some of those um, some of those things works, but but you only do it in the sense that you need to accomplish a goal, and you know you're going to pick the best strategy for that goal, and you know the, market your message a certain way, and, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean your your page, for example, if uh, you could you could write a compelling post on the page, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You share your blog post and then reshare it as your uh, from your to your profile and not spend as much time on that. So maybe right. just reshare mm-hmm. it just to, hey, look, this is my latest blog post. You know, click the read more thing to expand the mm-hmm. post and read everything I wrote five mm-hmm. seconds ago was my page. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that took 10 seconds to do. So we're not talking about this is an hour that you're adding in. It's, it's no. quick, simple, you know, click, click. Right. And I'll tell you what, I do some, I mean, I, like I said, we can't schedule posts or a, to our personal profile or anything like that because that, that's not built out yet. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you can on your page, um, which, is, which has a great benefit. And, you know, again, there's a couple little things like I write, sometimes I write posts in Evernote, for example, and I'll put the markup and everything. Like I said, you can, you, know, you can bold things and all. So mm-hmm. I'll actually put all the markup and save it in Evernote because I did it one time in Notepad, then my computer restarted overnight and I lost it all. <laughs> so I've, I've since learned. Um, and then the next morning, you know, copy, paste, boom, done. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, and it goes out and, you know, it's, it's simple. You know, I right. think about it. You know, and, and you mentioned something that we've, we've, you know, kind of talked about a couple of times, but one of the really cool features of Google Plus posts is you can add the emphasis. You can add italics. You can add bold, you know, and, and to me, that's what I miss in Facebook and, and miss in LinkedIn. You know, there are times where I want to have that, that word in there for emphasis, whether I'm bolding it or, you know, putting in italics. And it, you can easily do that in Google Plus. Yeah, and otherwise, like on Facebook, you have to write in all caps, which right. we all know is you're shouting, which yeah. is not yeah. really what I wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. So I've I've started to use markup now everywhere, even mm-hmm. though it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you surround your text with an asterisk, it bolds it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you surround it with underscores, it will italicize, and then ah. if you surround it with hyphens, it will um, uh, it'll strike through. Which is kind mm-hmm. of fun if you're going to do like a, you know, if you're doing like plays on words and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. You can also put in those, you know, those cute little characters everybody uses everywhere, like the, mm-hmm. the hearts, the little the, emoticons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not those, but the uh, the arrows. Uh, oh right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like those funk the keyboard shortcuts things. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you hold your Alt key or something right. and press mm-hmm. the numbers. So those are supported as well, which is neat. Like I see a lot of guys. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to do. Um, uh, like a hyphen and an a, then a greater than symbol to make an arrow. You can actually mm-hmm. just you know type that whatever that code is for the arrow oh, and the arrow shows yeah. up, which is really nice. neat because it makes mm-hmm. some nice, rich looking blog posts. And mm-hmm. yeah, go back to what I said in the beginning. If something like that shows up in a search result, somebody clicks on it and they're like, "Wow, this mm-hmm. this has a lot of this is easy to read." The only thing mm-hmm. I wish I could do would be make. Um, I mean, it is just the same text, the same line spacing, the same size text. I, I mean, if there were more. A little more design options, that would be mm-hmm. nice too, but we can't have that. That's what your website's for. I know. <laughs> now, you know. one of the things that Google did years ago was they had Google Place. And that was obviously for a business that had a physical location. And those have all pretty much gone away, and they've kind of transferred those to Google Plus pages. 
what happened to those and and you know because i do tell people you know, if you have a physical location and you haven't gone in and claimed your google plus page for that physical location somebody else could and whether they're being malicious or being helpful they can put incorrect information out there for you so am i correct that google places did become google plus pages or i know it gets a little complicated in the google world it's messy <laughs> not even complicated. It's just messy. <laughs> All right. So here's what I can tell you. Google Places still exist in terms of the the fact that they're like the map listings. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The the thing is, when you click on those map listings now, you go you go into Google Plus. So it looks okay. like the Google Plus interface, mm-hmm. um, but it's still the it's still the same listing. Mm-hmm. So it just looks it just has a different look on it now. Mm-hmm. All right. It used to be just like a blank web page, you know, like the good old Google white everything around it. Now, mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. your map has, you know, your your location shows up as a map on your cover photo, and there, it looks like a Google Plus page. Um, it isn't though. Now you can claim it as a Google Plus page, and mm-hmm. so if you claim your listing like you would normally, like you used to, mm-hmm. um, you can change all that information and, and everything like that. There's the the Google Places dashboard that you know you're familiar with if you have one of these things. Um, where you can change all that information, and, and then it's reflected on your updated listing, which, again, looks like it's part of Google+, Plus, even mm-hmm. though it really isn't. Um, and I say it isn't because it's not, it doesn't have a, the social component to it. So people can still leave res- reviews just like they used to, mm-hmm. um, but, it, but you can't post anything as that location. Oh, okay. You know, as, as a Google+, Plus post, um, mm-hmm. you can do it through your Places dashboard, so now, my recommendation to anybody who's struggling with any of this, if you have the new Places dashboard, and you'll know it because you know what the old one looks like. It's like this weird-looking purple and yellow and everything, and <laughs> now it switches to something very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, if you log into your Places listing and see that really nice, pretty interface, you have the new one. And then there's a way for you to upgrade your listing to a Google Plus, uh, a Google Plus local listing, which mm-hmm. is what you want, then gives you the ability as as that local it gives you a, a local page basically right so mm-hmm. now you can start to post and all the fun things we were talking about a few mm-hmm. minutes ago right um, so say you're a restaurant you know you've gone in you've claimed it then you've upgraded so I can post you know as the restaurant I could go in and, and post what our lunch special is or you know mm-hmm. all of those other things that that you really want people to know better yet you could start to do cooking demos. That's mm. hang on, hangouts on air. Oh, um, you could do. Uh, you could have a. Um, you could post an event if you're going to have karaoke night. You could put an event up on there, and people could actually RSVP to the event. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing for local businesses who create that local social page is that they have reviews as well, so mm-hmm. people can leave reviews right on your page, which is fantastic. Um, you know, you have that. That's a nice benefit compared to a uh, a brand page. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to find out I have both because I totally forgot. When, <laughs> uh, I totally forgot I had a places listing, and then mm-hmm. I went and created my brand page, which makes more sense because I have surf companies all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but my local one was so that people could find you know website designer in Bedford, mm-hmm. Massachusetts, right. and uh, so I actually posted this you know question myself to um, this community that I started called Google Plus for Small Business. I said, "What do I do?" and the the really cool idea. Um, the reason I'm saying this is because anybody else who's in this position, this is this was a brilliant idea that somebody came up with for me. Um, so I want to pass it along. They said, why don't you use your places listing you know, as a Google Plus local page to promote 
any local things you're doing, so stuff with mm-hmm. your chamber of commerce or uh-huh. you know, any local speaking, speaking okay. engagements, you know, or and then promote local companies too. So mm-hmm. you bring in mm-hmm. a local client. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah, right. So mm-hmm. you build out the fact that you're when people find you in the maps, the map section, then they see that you have this real strong local tie to your mm-hmm. to your area. Even if you serve companies all over the country, um, you know that that helps build that relationship. Mm-hmm. Now the only thing is, it's two places for me to. Uh, you know, two mm-hmm. Google Plus pages now that I want to have to manage. But I really bought into the idea. It made a ton of sense. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't have the upgraded places dashboard yet. So mm-hmm. I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you um, know, I, it's always yeah. fun when they roll things out slowly. I'm like, you know, I'm oh. kind of an all or nothing person. I don't understand this rollout. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, it's frustrating. I mean, they do, you know, companies do this. But if you think about it, the maps thing has been around for a long time and mm-hmm. they have, Thousands and not thousands. They have millions of different uh, listings, and in some cases for the same business, you know. So it's kind of like you said in the beginning. If somebody does it wrong uh, or incorrectly, or you know, there's a there's a mix up somewhere. Claiming that listing is a real chore, mm-hmm. um, and then being able to change it or remove a duplicate or whatever. There there are phone numbers you can call, and people can help. Uh, mm-hmm. People at Google will help with it, but um, it can it can really be time-consuming and a bit of a pain. So, mm-hmm. But, the you know, getting back to the idea of the, the Google Plus part of it, um, yeah, it's it's really awesome if you have the ability to, if you serve a local market and you have a place, uh, you have a places listing and you have the upgraded dashboard, I would totally recommend upgrading your, um, your places listing to something that you can have a lot more fun with. I mean, mm-hmm. like we said, it doesn't even have to be a restaurant. It can be an accounting firm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right, they provide the nice, tax tips, you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and the best part too is, let's say you are accounting an accounting firm. Accounting firms don't really blog too much, so right, uh, and, and neither do lawyers. So, um, you know, because there's there's issues with how much you're really you really should put out there, mm-hmm. um, especially as a lawyer. There's liability stuff, right? Same with mm-hmm. doctors and whatever. So, if you are one of those comp- types of service companies, then every time you share a post that you found on the New York Times or, you know, anytime you, you share a post on the web as your Google Plus page, now all of a sudden you're creating, you're building authority around certain topics mm-hmm. and you don't even have to be blogging about those topics. I mean, you'll create greater authority if you are blogging about them, mm-hmm. but if you aren't, you're still, you know, you're still putting out content. And so if you write those, you know, you write those introductions, um, thoughtful introductions, throw a couple of keywords in there, some formatting, and then that creates a, a URL that will show up in the search results page that leads somebody to your places listing. And then all of a sudden, you know, they might, they see your phone number, they see your contact information, they can get directions, boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, you might have a customer that you got mm-hmm. through search because you were actually doing stuff, uh, you, because you were, you were sharing content on Google Plus um, as you were Google Plus local page, mm-hmm. and that's—I mean—I think that's extremely powerful. Right. Cool. Well, we've we've only got about five minutes left, and and so I want to talk about something, and it's probably a longer subject than five minutes, which means we just have to have you back on again sometime. What about communities? You know, talk to us about communities, what they are, and what the benefits are. All right, communities are fantastic. Um, they are. I would say they're they're like a LinkedIn group and a Facebook group, and but they're better. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's it's a clo- it's a topic. I mean, it could be topic oriented, but um, essentially it's you know it's a forum. Um, mm-hmm. It'll have 
you can put up to 20 different types of categories. You can host events inside of them. Um, if people put, they they can be a community can actually be um, uh, it, it can be like its own it's not its own page, but it can be like something that you can share. Mm-hmm. So you can you, know, you can share a community um, into your pro- public profile. But the best part of it, and they can be public or they can be they can be private. In other words, you have to they're invite only, um, okay. or they mm-hmm. can be like completely invisible. So, which would be good, like if you wanted to do a training one or something with mm-hmm. with clients, and you're going to be talking about stuff that you don't want, you know, to be found. Um, you make it a private one, and then you just give people, you invite people personally. Uh, I think Facebook has that kind of a structure too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, it's a place where people can go and they can talk about things that they they make posts and they can talk about stuff that's important to them. Um, or that it's around a particular type of topic. The topic thing, I think, and um, again, talking about ways to get people uh, used to using Google Plus, because you know, people they go in there, they follow a few people, and they say, okay, none of my friends or none of my customers are there. This is a ghost town, blah blah blah, which is totally untrue. Go find a community, find somebody, mm-hmm. something that interests you, um, a topic. Uh, maybe it's even a personal one, even if you're there for business, just to get a sense of how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. You'll be amazed. Drop a little introduction. Hi, this is who I am, um, and, and this is you know what I'm all about. You know, throw a link in there to your blog if, if, you, if it's allowed. Usually there's posting guidelines because like, like LinkedIn groups, uh, communities are you know, they're full of junk posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a moderator on a 26,000-member entrepreneurs community, and I can tell you we, we remove about 70% of what get, gets posted mm-hmm. every day. Um, so, you know, you be cognizant of that. You build great relationships because you know that the people there are actually people that have the same type of interest as you. Mm-hmm. And then if, if you can start building uh, relationships and making posts in a, you know, in a community that has 2,000 members, that's 2,000 sets of eyeballs that are going to see that post as opposed mm-hmm. to maybe your your own personal profile, which right now maybe only has 100 people following it. Mm-hmm. So well, and the cool thing about communities, they can also do hangouts. And, you know, yes. that's that's one of the, the things that I've been intrigued with is, you know, several of the communities that I participate in have been having, you know, like Friday afternoon hangouts where they're discussing, yes. <coughs> excuse me, things that happened that week. That's right. Yeah, it's it's uh, we have we try and do that once in a while too. We, in the entrepreneurs one, we'll we'll have a um, or I did something similar where I had a, uh, a speaking thing I was going to do in uh, this was late last year. So I said, hey, I haven't done a presentation since college. <laughs> you know, it, I can do it, but I just you know I don't want to be stumbling and mumbling and whatever. So mm-hmm. could you guys? Is anybody interested in learning about WordPress? Um, get some you know free ideas and. Here we go. We'll do a hangout. So I created an event. I got about a handful of people that said they joined. So mm-hmm. we just created this uh, hangout inside the community, and it was great because I didn't have to go and promote it. And, and you know, this was when I was first getting started, so I didn't have a lot of people following me that you know now would just jump on it. Mm-hmm. But um, but before, like I think from the the audience perspective, there's a huge benefit to starting off in communities because people are a little bit more tolerant um, of. Uh, if you're just getting started and they're they're willing to help because you're there for you know the same types of interests and as long as you're not spamming them it gives you a chance to um, to co- make comments and uh, build relationships and show off the types of things you know a lot about then mm-hmm. those guys circle you and now they're going to start to see the things you post in your pro in your on your profile your you know publicly mm-hmm. um, which you know that's how that's how the networking starts and 
and you know that's how things that's how that's how things are going. Right. You know, and and you know we've we've mentioned it several times. It's free. You know, you can set up communities for free. You do all of this stuff for free. One of the the things that I like most about Google Plus is its clean interface. You know, there's no advertisements. You know, those will probably eventually come, but I don't think they will. You know, well, I think they hear all the people complain about how much they hate that on Facebook. So it could be that, you know, if they're in there, it will be a little bit different. You know, the the sponsored posts, you know, somebody today on Facebook was complaining about the fact that they were seeing all of these posts that they really could care less about. Well, they were sponsored posts. You know, when I'm on a site, I want to see the things that I have connected with, not what the site thinks I should or what somebody has paid for for me to, to see. You know, now I understand they have to make money, but... Google Plus, you know, there's no ads. It's a nice, clean layout. I love the pictures on on Google Plus. They definitely seem to be a much higher quality. You know, however they're doing it, they're they're totally different than what I see on the other sites. Yeah, they are. Um, Google loves its photographers. I mean, if you have a business that has a lot of rich media, so mm-hmm. that would be video as well as photography. Um, make this definitely. You know, this and Pinterest probably make mm-hmm. it, make right. those two networks uh, a big part of your marketing plan because, um, yeah, Google loves its photographers and, uh, there's, there's communities, people share, um, I mean, there's some people that have just sort of become up and coming, you know, not superstars, but just mm-hmm. really nice recognized photographers. In fact, I, mm-hmm. I asked a guy today, I'm like, yo, I saw one of your pictures on, um, that you posted. Do you mind if I use this in a blog post? Cause it's just flat out gorgeous and it's perfect for what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I said, sure. You yeah. know, he put oh, a little yeah. copyright on, yep. um, like, yep. put your name on there because mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you know, amazingly enough, we are at the top of the hour. So one last time, Stefan, tell people how they connect with you. Sure. Um, search for me. Search for my name on Google+. Um, or if it's easier, you can start off on Twitter, um, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-H-O-V. Stefan Hove is uh, my Twitter handle. Um, Great. That's that's probably the fastest way to start, but I typically uh, post. You know, I'm, I'm much more on Google Plus than the other ones. Perfect. Well, we will have you back again because I know that you know people are realizing they need to switch to Google Plus or add it in. You know, all of those various things. So we will have you on again so that we can talk about this much more. Because the cool thing is, Facebook ads features people complain. Google Plus adds features and people love it. So, you know, as they add features, we will have you on again to discuss them. Wonderful. I'd love that. Thank you. Great. Well, everyone, have a great day. Uh, for those of you who uh, listen on a regular basis, my program next week, I will have the uh, athletic director for Kennesaw State University. He's huge on using social media. So we're really going to have a lot of fun talking about college athletics, college athletes, athletes in general on various social media. So it really will be a lot of fun. Have a great day. Stefan, again, thank you very much. And everyone, enjoy your day. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant If nothing beats a great pair of legs, then nothing can beat MileHighRadio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.